He can give you fertile land like he did with Joseph's son Ephraim. And he can make you forget your misery in the midst of very difficult situations. He can provide comfort in the midst of chaos, Mr. Jackson. He can do that. Uh, when you look around in the school, seems crazy. See, I want you to remember now, when the school seems crazy now, the eye of the storm rests upon you. But Christ is in you. And everybody is watching to see how you handle the storm. Now, the wind may blow, you may be in. But Jesus will make sure you won't break. See, all the world, and that's not just Mr. Jackson, that's all. If you're called, you're called by the name of Christ, and you're in the midst of misery and travail, all the world is watching to see how you handle this unexpected storm where you stand. Will you remember that the captain is on board? Will you remember that he has the power of peace be still? Will you, re will you remember that even the winds obey his voice? I know it seems crazy, but like we talked about this morning, the peripheral matters are there just to distract you from the peace that he has set before you and the peace that he's put within you. Stay focused on the peace within you. <clears throat> so now, but see, but now, but see, you can see Gideon now. Gideon has become so frustrated. He's so upset now. He's saying, hold it. If we are God's people, we are the Jews. We're his chosen people. He has a covenant with us. Why then are these Midianites coming in as soon as we grow the crops, they take them. And when they come and take them, they don't need anything. They're just taking us over and over again. Where are all the miracles that our forefathers told us about? Where all the, where's all the, the sea splitting? Where's the pillar of fire? Where's the pillar of cloud? Where's all those mighty things that he did once upon a time? If he's so good, why is he letting this bad thing happen to me? Such a good person. Huh? Well, if you were to read the story, if you were to read the story of, 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 of the rich young ruler, when the rich young ruler ran up to Jesus and he said, Good teacher, tell me, what must I do to inherit life? Jesus looked at him, and the Greek word there for good is agapos. And, and what that word means is one who is upright and worthy of honor in nature and being. And Jesus says, why do you call me good? There's none good but God. Hmm? There's none who is intrinsically and, 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 and perfectly good and upright in the very standard of righteousness. There's nobody good except God. And remember who he was talking to now. He was talking to Jesus, who was half human and half, he was 100% human and 100% divine, but all in one form. So he said, there's none good with God, so why do you call me good? What, is it, what do you need to understand? When I go start, why all these bad things happen to me as a good person? You need to ask yourself, am I really that good? Because remember, in this text we just read in verse 1 now, uh, Nico, you in, in Judges 6? Read verse 1 for me. Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, but the Lord delivered 
Now, did you hear Gideon say anything about that? Gideon didn't say nothing about, oh, I know why they're coming against us. Because we did evil in the sight of the Lord. We were rebellious and we wouldn't listen. So God handed us over to our own desires. He, see, God wants us to live in the flush land in the middle of the green grass in the valley that he created. But when we resist God and won't obey him, look at what the, look what the, Jews, what the Israelites were living. They weren't living in the flush green valley. They had crawled up in the cracks in the holes in the wall. And they were hiding in caves. Like cattle. God's people? Cattle? But this is what we become when we push against what God is trying to do. Push against, push against, push against. Then God says, I'm not going to fight you. I'm going to let you have your way. I'm going to let you have what you say you want, what you're pushing against. And then everything you get from it, you deserve it. You didn't hear Gideon talking about, we're going through this, I'm going through this, and it's my fault. A lot of us like to walk around with silk to shock playing in the back of our mind. It ain't my fault. It is your fault. Y'all want to talk about it? Even Reverend Jr. was like, yeah, I know that. It, it ain't my fault. But it is your fault. It takes a mature person to recognize when things go wrong, let me first, instead of passing the book, point the finger, let me start writing. Why do good things happen to bad people? I'm going to read you this. Uh, see, bad things happen to good people because God values character overcome. God values character overcome. What do I mean by that? Notice when the angel came down, how he referred to Gideon. He said, Gideon, mighty man of valor, God is with you. Remember, God doesn't see as man sees. God sees the heart. So he knew what was in Gideon. And he came down to get it out of Gideon. See, 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 God knows that, see, comfort, comfort in this world is temporary. Every single comfort you can name in this world is temporary. But character, character transcends time. Don't you know long after you're gone on the face of this earth, who you were to people will live on? Huh? They used to say that. The life that I live down here below is going to keep on living after I'm gone. People will know you by how you live long after you're gone. That's why we still talk about Paul, we still talk about Peter. We still talk about some of the great gospel preachers such as Brother Keeper, who's already home here. We still talk about, about J.S. Winston because of the things that, they, that God did through them. And the way they, they, they shaped their lives to try to live, not that they were infallible, not that they were perfect men, but we talk about how God used them and how they allowed God to do a perfect work through them. And see, God can't do a perfect work through someone who has character issues. And what I mean by character, we all have character flaws. But I'm saying those who have, who, who, who refuse to let their character be changed. Remember what I was talking about this morning? When you go through that fire, the three Hebrew boys, they went through the fire and furnace, right? They could have came out worse or they could have came out better. The heat, the heat that melts wax is the same heat 
and hard as clay. It's about the content of your character. God wants to build strong character in his children, and unfortunately, or fortunately in some cases, character is best developed through trials. James chapter 1 doesn't say if trials come. He says when. And when trials come, he says look unto the Lord. Huh? Psalm tells us to look beyond the hills. Your help comes from the Lord. When you need help, don't look to the distant things of this world. People will say this. Well, Brother Johnson, I pay every bill. And I pay every bill. See, I go to work every day. Huh? I go to church every, well, almost every Sunday. I help every family member every time they ask. I do for every poor person every time I see them. I every, 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 speaking in very extreme language, I do it every time. So since I'm doing all of this, surely the things that I've done should protect me from any of these bad things. It should keep all of these things from happening to me. No stirring, no man. Not at all. It doesn't, it doesn't shield you from and that bad right there. That talks about that talks about annoyances. That's annoyances and, and, and laborious situations that come in life unexpectedly. Huh? He's teaching you when these things come, how to be able to stand and remain consistent. How to be loving on a sunny day as well as a cloudy day. How to be loving, how to be humble, whether you got a host of friends or none at all. How to treat people right, whether they love you back or they hate your guts. He has to teach us how. And sometimes he'll try to tell us, he'll try to tell us, and he'll try to tell us, right? But we won't hear it, will we? Just like, just, just like Joseph and Pharaoh. Pharaoh said, you can have, you, you, you my second in command. I'll give you everything. You, can, you have all the power in my kingdom except for the throne. And that alone would keep Pharaoh from giving his life up. Because if you, you can give everything in your life to Jesus, but if you don't give him the throne, you're not giving him anything at all. And notice what Pharaoh said. Pharaoh went on to say about it. This is in Genesis. He says, listen, everything in my kingdom is under your hand. And nothing moves, Joseph, unless you say it, because I know the Spirit of God works in you. So look, everything beneath him would be under God's control except who? Aren't some of us saying that? Lord, you can control everything in your life except me. That doesn't work. That's a mixed message. You've got to be able to say that God, you have control over everything in my existence. When we won't hear God, God says, I value character over comfort because I need the right type of character in order to shine my light through to draw other men to salvation. So guess what? I will allow you to go through some things. And what did Paul say? I learned. In every situation, I learned to be thankful. I learned to glorify God when I'm going through things. I'm glad he chose me. What do I mean? Just read Job sometime. 
And when Satan came in after going in and out of the world, and he was looking for somebody to tempt, God spoke up and said, if you consider my servant Job, go down and try Job. I got faith in Job. You can do what you want to do to Job, but Job will not turn on me. Go check out my servant Job. Satan said, I bet you, I just bet you, that if you let me lay my hands on you, he'll turn back on you. He'll curse you to your face. If I start to mess with his stuff. You do that sometimes? Everything is great. Huh? I'm the best Christian you can find. Let something happen to my car. Huh? And I, and I know I know I've got some Prince fans in here. You ought to be ashamed for it. <laughs> but you know how Prince be singing in that song? He's like, you know, you can have anything in my world. You can tear up anything, even my rock. Maybe that's right. <laughs> he said, well, girl, I love you. Anything. I can love anything for you. You can tear up my clothes, scratch up my, scratch up my rock. Maybe that's right. <laughs> See? But I got to have your face in the place. So the thing is, we say the same thing to Jesus. But don't you mean it, Lord? Everything is I want your life to shine through every aspect of my life, but before you can do it, you've got to give it all to me. And sometimes we don't learn until we are put in very difficult situations. And the, and the weight is so heavy. And you know what? Sometimes we will call on the Lord and have the audacity to think that God doesn't hear us. God has three audiences, doesn't he? Omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. He's everywhere, has all power, and hears everything. Thing is, he moves only when the time is right. And maybe he's not moving for you because he's waiting for the trial that you're going through to crystallize your character. Does that make sense? And see, when the atheists say that, that, that God allows evil, they are inadvertently admitting that there's a universal standard of right. Because if there wasn't a universal standard of right, there couldn't be evil. Huh? Does that make sense? So then, so then, so then also, also, see, and, and I want you to understand some things about, about bad things. See here, take for instance, what if, if some of the things God does, what, 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 if, what, if, what if we had no natural law? What if God got rid of all the natural laws? Like, on one side, you know, people say they curse the flood, right? But by cursing a flood in one part of the country, you curse the rain. Well, doesn't let the rain serve a beneficial purpose? We need the rain to water the earth. So where is somebody over here saying, I hate the rain? Why is God letting all this rain fall? Because the rain needs the water of the earth. See, what may be hurtful to you may be helpful beyond you. You've got to look past yourself. You've got to realize everything happens, is happening has a purpose. And maybe it's not really evil. It's just something you weren't ready for, something you weren't expecting. Because you had the nerve to think that because you were a Christian, you were above being tried. Above being persecuted and above being pressed down. 
understand the nature of love. We often think that love is this. We think love is some fleeting emotion that happens instantaneously. That thing is this, oh, you look this good. And I knew it. I knew. I knew it. I knew. Now, the moment I seen you, that you was going to be mine. I knew that. <laughs> I mean, I know this is a gas station and everything, but I'm saying, I knew. I knew when I first seen you, I told my dude, that's about to be. Huh? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all know my name is Charles? <laughs> Last name Wilson? Huh? You know? You know about I'm going to take you to my cousin's house? Y'all know about Charlie Wilson. You can't do no magic. You know about I'm going to take you to my cousin's house, have her do your hair and all that? Huh? I was driving past the mall, she came out, that's going to be my mother. My onlyest one. He actually said in the song, my onlyest one. And nobody's worth <laughs> See, we, see, we want to say that love is that fleeting emotion, that thing that makes your heart pump. And, oh, yeah, I got butterflies and all that kind of stuff going on. God understands that true love, true love is made out of mercy and justice, and compassion, and conviction, and commitment. God understands that justice, mercy, compassion, conviction, mercy, they transcend that, 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 that beating heart. I got to have you, girl. This true love goes past that. So guess what? Sometimes, God has to allow some things to happen. What did he do? Notice in Genesis 1 through 6, he let the Midianites come in, right? The Midianites broke them down so far that they finally cried out and said, Lord, come help us. I can't make it and I can't take it. It's too much for me. Please, I understand that. And I commit myself. I turn around. I do whatever I've got to do. I ain't leaving you no more. Sometimes God has to allow some things to happen in order for the true love to come out. To find that you know how to truly be committed, not just on the good days, but on the bad days. Not just when you're light, but when you can't stand. Huh? Knowing that I have a commitment to God first and foremost. And that's what makes this thing worth it. We both have a commitment. If we don't both have a commitment, it takes us back to 1 Corinthians 2.14, that if a person does not have the spirit, then they can't understand spiritual things. Or if we both are supposed to be spiritual, and one is walking the wrong way, we won't be able to come together. So you're nobody. You know what? Why do you think happening? No more? You're not good by yourself. You need God in order to do anything good. But you won't go to God until some things happen to you and you get pressed down a little bit. Then you'll call and say, Lord, whatever you need to do, I'll do it. And this needs to be more than a toilet bowl confession. Some of y'all know what that means. When you're so sick and you feel like you got more alcohol in your system than blood. And the body is saying, this has got to come out or I'm going to die. And the head is pressed against the cool bowl and it's easing your fever. And you say, Lord, 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 
just get me through this. Hmm? Some of y'all have never had that. Maybe some of y'all have had the Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving Day confession. You know, sat there at 888 and everything is tight. It hurts just to breathe. Oh, let me die. I don't know what happened. I got up to the table and I went blind and down. My whole head turned into one big mouth. And if you just let this get through the. I, I, I swear! I'll never make such a pig of myself again. And <laughs> God lets us, so you know what this means here? It also means, this is why, imagine, imagine what would happen in your body if you never felt pain. Huh? What's pain is for? That tooth in your mouth starts hurting. So you know to go to the dentist and get it cleaned out. Huh? Y'all know what pain I'm talking about? The one you just open your mouth and the wind hit it? And you ready to grab the seat? Mm hmm. Someone's like, I don't know nothing about that. I take tears in my teeth. Mm hmm. I ain't taking bad breath. Bad breath. Tell me something. You say, why does God let some people have bad breath? Because let them know they need to rest. And flow. It lets you know that you need to do something. Pain happens. Pain isn't always bad. Pain is a warning to let you know something's wrong. And you can get something done. It's an early warning system. It's saying, go do some preventative stuff so you can get this stuff right. God says, I love you so much that before I let this, 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 this horrendous thing fall on you, I'm going to send you a warning. See, that's God being convicted. Even though he knows that that tooth in your mouth is rotting out because you didn't brush properly, you didn't floss, you eat too much sweet, and you didn't take care of your teeth. Even though he knows you did it to yourself, he loves you so much that he's still going to try to wound you. Can you see that? Huh? Some of your parents, some of your parents, remember when you first, when you first heard your baby crying? He said, oh my Lord, why is my baby going through so much pain? Because that's the only way that they can communicate. Just because they're screaming doesn't mean that they're dying an agonizing death. They scream in different levels because they can't talk yet. And they can't properly express how much the pain is or where it is. So they're letting you know how urgent it is by the frequency and how loud the screams are. See, but you let a child be crazy. I think my baby, I think my child is dead. I think they're dying. They're not dying. God is just letting you know, take the baby to the hospital. I'm, I'm going to heal the child. Take her off to the hospital. When you got things going on in your life, God is saying, get over to the hospital, get over to the church house. Let me go down on your knees and pray. Open your ears and let me talk to you so I can get that thing right in your life. That's why we have troubles, trials in our life. It's not to make us worse, it's to make us better. Does that make sense to anybody? So now when he came down to talk to, when he came down to talk to Gideon, he says, Gideon, I'm telling you what you are. You are a mighty man of valor. And you will, you will, you will. 
stand up for God's people. If you just listen, I'm going to get you there. I'm the angel of the Lord. Now, when you see the angel of the Lord, now, now don't think about the Bible series you've been watching. It's inaccurate. The angel of the Lord is, when you see him, he is the, in Scripture in the Old Testament, he is, some will say he is the pre-incarnate version of Christ Jesus. So whenever you see the angel of the Lord, he is the agent of God himself. And he's standing looking in the face and says, you are a mighty man of God. You know how we do. When we in the middle of something, somebody comes and you get to the ah! How am I supposed to get to the I don't even see it. You don't have to see it. All you've got to do is know it. Trust it. Believe it. Follow it. Apply it. Stay in it. Work with it. And we get through it. Huh? And then, then God, God places eternal gratification first. We live in a world where people are all about instant gratification. But sometimes our 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 our, our, our thirst for or our hunger for or our need to, to get instant gratification causes us to make very bad decisions. And then consequences come with those very bad decisions. And when we go for instant gratification, not only do we hurt ourselves, we hurt somebody else. That's a guarantee. God places eternal gratification first. So he lets some things happen so that you can be built up, so you can be made strong. So he says, I have given you something that goes beyond this world, beyond the grave. It's for eternity and glory with me. Do you want that or do you want this? Notice Gideon. Gideon had already given up the ghost. He was already packing up the stuff. Had it at the threshing floor. Whatever. We bought it. Let me just go ahead. I'm going to get my little stuff. I ain't about to stand against nobody. I'm about to just look out for me. You see what's wrong with that? God had a different purpose for Gideon. He wanted Gideon to lead his people, but Gideon was so frustrated and upset that he said, forget everybody, I'm about to just be, I'm about to just do me. I'm getting my little stuff together. I'm getting my little stuff together. And you know, because if God was who he said he was, all this wouldn't be happening. So since God ain't doing what he need to do, and God ain't on time, and God ain't on point, then I gotta do it for myself, and I'm looking out for me. Because ain't nobody else gonna do it. God said, Oh, listen. I'm gonna allow some things to happen in your life to show you that you don't have enough in you to withstand the storm without me. Huh? Why do you let bad things happen? It's not a bad thing. It's just things. Huh? To good people, good people, it's just people. Why are you making distinction? Into every life some rain must fall. But once you get through that rain, you learn to appreciate the sun. And I'm talking to S-O-E. Hmm? I need you to understand that. See, so then, why, why didn't they think about They brought these things on themselves. And God worked the situation to try to bring them out of what they brought on themselves. A lot of people in the world, all they look at is a very closed, a, 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 just a very, a very narrow view. They don't see the whole picture. Instead of looking at why it's happening to me, why not look at what I can do for him in the midst of this? How can I better glorify God? Huh? Stop talking about God isn't hearing you. He hears you. 
Stop talking about he's not answering. God cares more about your stuff than you do. God cares more about your soul. He takes better care of you than you do. Stop talking about he don't hear you. He ain't moving. He moving. He just don't let you bully him. You don't move God. God moves when he gets ready. And he moves at the right time. Because he's trying to crystallize your character. Trying to build some integrity. Trying to build somebody that's faithful, that will stand against the contrary winds. That's what he's doing. Trust what the Father's doing. Gideon got his head on straight after a while. And when he got his head on straight, God said, let me show you. He took his men down. They got down there to the water. And he said, look here, Gideon. Your eyesight is too short. You can't see what I can see. So go down to that water now. Everybody take a drink. Now, everybody who left like to go, they got to go home. This number is still too big, see? I'm going to show you the glory of the Lord. Go, the Lord, he, he broke that number down to all Gideon had was 300 men. Gideon took 300 men and looked well over 100,000. Now, that's the real 300. <laughs> now, I know there was the guys who stood at the mouth of me. I get all that. But I'm talking about a real, real 300, where Gideon stood, and the battle was won, not by Gideon, not by his mightiness, but by God, working through character, because God loved him, and because God was setting up an eternal memorial for himself to let people know that he just trusted him. Anybody want God to get him through? Huh? Does it make sense? Anybody have a question about what I just said? Does anybody, can you see why things happen to people? Hmm? It's never just you. This stuff happens. Peter wrote, he said, look, don't think it's strange. You just go off and fire a trial. You're running all over the world. Go off and It's never just you. See, what you got to do is readjust your view. Stop being so narrow. Like, why is it just me? It's more than you. And the beautiful thing, you've got all these shoulders who will bear the weight with you in your family. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's walk together, children. And let's not grow weak. Let's hold on to the hands of the Almighty God, who has won every battle. He's trumped every enemy. Mm -hmm. He never loses a battle. And he's on top of every case. You want to hold on to that, 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 that God? Then come here again and believe in what he said. Repent of your past sins, of your arrogant ways, of your believing too much in the world and thinking what you do in the world is going to protect you. Hmm. Nothing in the world will protect you. Only God's hands can protect you. That's right. Come on and let him put his hedge around you. Repent of your past sins, because if, if you die in your sins where you are, where Jesus is, you can't come. Repent, be baptized, commit. Confess to Jesus as Lord. Be baptized for the mission of your sins. All your sins washed away. Let him put his Holy Spirit in you. Raise you to walk in the newness of life. Leave out of here a Christian walking in the new and living way. Jesus wants you. He wants your soul. Will you give your soul to Jesus? Physically, you give us your hand. But spiritually, you give God your heart. Anyone who wishes to become a Christian, if there is anybody substitute Savior's invitation, please come. Father, stand and say, I know.